Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, November 27th, 2021, and this is day 1358 of our journey together. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and honor you and praise you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you so, so much, my Lord, for waking us up to see this brand new day that you created just for us. Help us, Father, to appreciate everything that you've done for us and all that you're doing for us and through us. I ask, my Lord, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is final words before I go. Final words before I go. We're coming out of Joshua and uh, verse chapter 23, and then I'm going to jump down to chapter 24 and uh, read the majority of the chapter because it is so powerful what Joshua did to prepare uh, before he died, before he transitioned to be with the Lord. And here's what he said to the people, starting at Joshua 23, starting at verse 14. He says, now I'm about to go the way of all the earth. You know, with all your heart and soul, that not one of all the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. But just as all the good things the Lord your God has promised you have come to you, so he will bring on you all the evil things he has threatened until <clears throat> the Lord your God has destroyed you from this good land he has given you. If you violate the covenant of the Lord your God, which he commanded you, and go and serve other gods and bow down to them, the Lord's anger will burn against you. And you will quickly perish from the good land he has given you. Then Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel at Shechem. He summoned the elders, leaders, judges, and officials of Israel. And they presented themselves before God. So they went before God first uh, after Joshua called them. More probably, I'm thinking like a, a purification, uh, going to God first in prayer before even talking about what they had to talk about. Then 24 and 2 says, Joshua said to all the people, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Long ago, your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and Nahar, lived beyond the Euphrates River and worshipped other gods. But I took your father Abraham from the land beyond the Euphrates and led him throughout Canaan, Canaan and gave him many descendants. I gave him Isaac, and to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. I assigned the, the hill country of Sire to Esau, but Jacob and his family went down to Egypt. 
<clears throat> then I sent Moses and Aaron, and I afflicted the Egyptians by what I did there, and I brought you out. But when I brought your people out of Egypt, you came to the sea, and the Egyptians pursued them with chariots, horsemen, as far as the Red Sea. But they cried to the Lord for help, and he put darkness between you and the Egyptians. He brought <clears throat> the sea over them and covered them. You saw with your own eyes what I did to the Egyptians. Then you lived in the wilderness for a long time, for about, it's stated, 40 years. <clears throat> I brought you to the land of the Amorites who lived east of the Jordan. They fought against you. But I gave them into your hands. I destroyed them from before you, and you took possession of their land. When Balak, son of Zephar, Zephar, the king of Moab, prepared to fight against Israel, he sent for Balaam, son of Beor, to put a curse on you. But I would not listen to Balaam, so he blessed he blessed you again and again, and I delivered you out of his hand. Then you crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. The citizens of Jericho fought against you, as did also the Amorites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hittites, Gergesites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Now, I encourage you to just put those enemies that are fighting against you, put their names there, okay? That's exactly what was happening then. He says, but I gave them into your hands. I sent the hornet ahead of you, which drove them out before you. Also the two Amorite kings. You did not do it with your own sword and bow. So I gave you a land on which you did not toil and cities you did not build. And you live in them and eat their from vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. He's reminding them what the Lord did for them all. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates are the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Then he went on and continued to share with the people and, and letting them know how important it is uh, to uh, follow the Lord. I'm going to jump down to, to verse 25. And he says, it says, On that day Joshua made a covenant for the people, and there at Shechem he reaffirmed for them decrees and laws, and Joshua recorded these things in the book of the law of God. Then he took a large stone and set it up there under the oak near the holy place of the Lord. See, he said to all the people, this stone will be a witness against us. It has heard all the words of the Lord, all the words the Lord has said to us. It will be a witness against you if you are untrue to your God. Then Joshua dismissed the people 
each to their own inheritance. After these things, Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of a hundred and ten. And they buried him in the land of his in his inheritance at Timtha, Syria, at Timnath, Sarah, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gash. So he did all these things before he died. So point number one, my neighbor years ago, this must have been, let's see, a good 35 or so years ago, the first house we lived in was my grandma's house. And uh, she was renting it to us to own. And uh, we had our three children then. Uh, They were little, uh, young. And um, my husband and I, um, you know, just worked and provided for our children and, and did those things as a family did. Well, we loved our little neighbor, Miss Kirby, who was about 80-something years old. And I remember one day she came to me and she said, come over here, baby. I need to show you something. And uh, she took me around her house. She, I, I don't know why exactly she wanted me over, but her kitchen, her whole house was just immaculate. It was spotless. It was clean. The one thing I noticed is that she recycled her foil. We call it recycled now, but but she came from uh, slavery. Uh, her family members were, you know, she was not that far removed from slavery. So uh, being the age that she was, and she came from the Great Depression as well, and she knew about not wasting and preserving whatever she had. So she would rinse her foil out and reuse it. Uh, and her stove was spotless. It looked like she never used it, but she did. She just kept it clean. And then she took me to her bedroom and uh, it was beautiful. <laughs> and she pulled out her a drawer on her dresser and she showed me the clothing that she was going to be buried in. It was laid out, just folded so beautifully. Everything was there. She said, this is what I'm going to this is what I'm going to be buried in. And I said, oh, okay. And I always admired her dining room table. It was really beautiful. And um, I went home that day and I didn't really go over. Uh, I would see her leave for church. She would had a little cute Mustang and she would drive to church and to the grocery store, usually and back home. And uh, then I, I didn't see her uh, getting out and about anymore. And, and then the next thing, you know, I get a knock on the door and it was her son. And he said that she passed away and she was sitting in her favorite chair and just fell asleep and didn't wake back up. She went on to be with the Lord, I pray and hope, because she was a godly woman. And uh, he said to me that she wanted you to have her table. Oh, man, it blessed my heart so much. And then here where I live now, where I've been almost 20 years now, uh, we got to know my neighbor, Miss Carter, who lived across directly across the street from me. And uh, I remember when we moved here, it was her and her husband. And he, he passed away uh, way before she did. And, um, you know, my husband would do small repair work at her house whenever and whenever anything needed to be done. And I would take her cinnamon rolls when we had the bakery and she liked sweets and 
One day she called me. She said, what you doing? I said, oh, just uh, getting ready to go to bed. Got my jammies on or whatever. She says, well, come over here real quick. I need to show you something. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And I ran over in my pajamas and uh, she said, baby, I've been thinking what I'm going to do is I'm going to give out all the things to all the people that I want to have my things now before I die. Because I want to make sure that I can tell you how much I appreciate you or something like that and give, pick out what I want you to have. I don't want people fighting over my things when I die, is what I remember her saying that. And she pulls out this heavy, beautiful mink coat. And uh, actually, it's a, um, oh, I forgot what you call it, but yeah, I'll think about it. It's like a cape style. It's a swing jacket. Yeah, swing coat, swing coat. It was really pretty. And she said, I want you to have this. And I put it on. I'm like, oh my goodness. Are you sure, Miss Carter? She said, absolutely. You take that, that's yours. And I said, thank you so much. And gave her a hug. And and, uh, I would say within a year, she passed on to be with the Lord. She made sure that all of her affairs were in order. Her son and his wife now live in the house. And even her son brought me another coat of hers and said, I know my mom would want you to have this. And one summer day, a couple of years ago or a year ago, I was blown away. But these are people who are prepared. And Joshua did the same thing before going on to be with the Lord. And we should be doing the same, being prepared. Joshua did what his mentor teacher Moses did to him. Moses did the same thing. And he prepared him before he died. He used some of the following principles that I pulled out of what that the Holy Spirit gave me, actually. Um, First of all, Joshua was led of God. And uh, he made sure to do what God said. And secondly, he spoke truth, even if it went against the grain or did not feel good he to the people. He spoke the truth of God and he told them, if you continue down the path you're on and worshiping other gods, you're going to suffer. You're going to pay the price that God will have for you to pay. Third, he started with the leaders, the elders, the judges, the all those that were in leadership positions that were godly people. And they went to God first. And then fourth, he, he shared their history. See, we need to continue the legacy by sharing the history, sharing what God did, you know, and uh, I was just talking to my mom about our yearly meeting that we'll have with the church and sharing the history of the church. Fifth, he told them to trust only in the Lord. You know, and when I say, let me back up, sharing the history of the church, sharing what God did, how God uh, instructed us to do what we did. Not so much about the great things the church is doing, but no, the great things God is doing. All right. I want to make sure to clarify that. Uh, and then, and then fifth, he told them to trust only in the Lord, not in themselves, not in any other gods, get rid of all their gods that they were worshiping, little G gods. And then the sixth thing he did, he he, he um, told them how to basically, he was telling them how they should raise their household in the same way. Uh, he, they should be that example. So that part that stood out to me, he says, um, 
Here he says, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods, the Amorites in those land, in whose land you are living. But he said, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. See, he's saying, I'm going to set that example for my household, for me and my household. So if he's setting the example, they can't help but follow. And if they don't, he'll make sure that they do. You know, you're, you, we have a responsibility in raising our children. Uh, some of us are raising our grandchildren. And many times we have time with them uh, and instilling in them. So even just in conversation, you know, uh, my granddaughter was talking to me and saying something about, you know, I don't want to do this or I don't like it when they do that. Da, 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 da. And I said, well, is that showing kindness? Are you being kind to the person? Well, no, well, that's not, that's not of God. And always bring up, this is what God would have us to do. And she said, okay, Nana, you know, understanding that, you know, well, why? Well, I don't know God. I don't see God. This is one thing she said to me recently. How do I know he's there? Oh, we know he's there because he created all things. And, and there's proof that he did, you know, that everything stays in the sky like it should. The God can only do that. And God created you just like him. And, and just telling them as you go along, this is how we're preparing them uh, to take over when we pass on. We should be getting them ready now. And you may not be over a church or a business, but you've got a household. And uh, I don't care if it's just you. You know, you need to be about preparing for what God has called you to do. And there may be someone that God would say for you to begin to disciple, to mentor, to get them ready to carry out the legacy, all right, of God, the godly legacy, began to do so. Before my dad, my stepdad passed away, uh, he and my mom taught together and uh, the word of God, and they even have a desk. They created and designed a desk. My dad did, and um, they did it. They taught the people, and and the people could ask questions, and and so we carry out the same legacy that that was set up that he started there. He and my mom started, and and he passed on a good twelve years ago to be with the Lord. But but before he did, he told my mother never mortgage the church. All right. The, the, the church is paid for it. They bought it with cash and uh, he encouraged her not to sell it unless you just had to. But but the basically the area that we're in on 21st and Prospect has started off as a very blighted area that no one wanted to live in. And now it's a very popular area that that people are coming in and buying up property and raising the rates to their own people that used to live in the land in that area. It's really sad uh, that part. Uh, he told her, don't allow people to sell out of the church, which we never do. He uh, he told her to continue the work of God. Uh, and he blessed me and her to do so. I'll never forget, you know, several years ago, 13 years ago, when the Lord told me to go and serve my parents and be at their church and do whatever it is they need me to do. And he told my mom, fourth, uh, she was more than able to take care of things. He told her to call my husband to do any work or repairs on the church. 
he ordained me to assist my mom. He ordained me as pastor, as a pastor uh, before he passed. And he didn't even at that time or prior, just prior to that, believe in women being pastors. But the Lord uh, put it on his heart uh, for him, my mom, to ordain me. Uh, because you see, God is no respecter of persons. Uh, whatever God says, that's what we do to carry out the legacy and uh, that God gift God gifted us with. And uh, you see in the Bible also, and I forgot to mention this in Numbers chapter 27, uh, Zelophad's daughters, uh, everyone had sons that they were leaving their uh, properties too, and and Zelophad passed away, and he was a one of the leaders, and and he had only girls, and and it was against their law or rules to give it out to the the land to any girl descendants, but these girls took a stand, and they it says in Numbers chapter twenty seven they came forward in verse one and and stood before Moses Eliezer the priest. And said, our father died in the wilderness. He was not among Korah's followers. He banded together against the, who banded against the Lord. But he died for his own sin and left no sons. So basically, he didn't follow the evil that Korah and the other group was doing. He, he died uh, based upon uh, his own beliefs. And he believed in God. And then they said, why should our father's name disappear from his clan, because he had no son. Give us property among our father's relatives. So Moses brought their case before the Lord, and the Lord said to him, What Zelophehad's daughters are saying is right. You must certainly give them property as an inheritance among their father's relatives and give their father's inheritance to them. Aha. Uh -huh. God said it is correct. And there'll be some things that the world may say is not correct. And, but God says, what God says is what matters. And so my dad made sure to ordain me before he passed on. And since then, my mom and I, the Lord has told her who to ordain, my son and my daughter-in-law, my husband, uh, and to move on and begin to hand off things. Uh, begin to tell us what to do. And I, being my mom's assistant, been telling me this, showing me how to do certain things over the years and how to run the church and all those things to be prepared. We don't know who's going to go first, but typically that's how it works as it does here in the Bible. What about you? Are you preparing uh, those that you have uh, been char given charge over and preparing them uh, to to take over uh, the family legacy, the church legacy, whatever that is, it is time to begin to do so. If you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step in sharing the Lord Jesus is the key. That is what we do. And uh, that is the ultimate reason for passing on the baton to continue sharing the love of Christ. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the ultimate, to be with Jesus for eternity. That is why we do what we do. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and pr protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.